0: Hey, before we get into today's episode, are you a musician? Are you dropping music soon? Do you want to know how to do it? You've got to use a distributor. DistroKid is one of the best out there at the moment. You pay a $20 annual fee. You can put as many songs out as you want in that year, and you only pay $20. But uh, if you want a discount, hit the show notes You get like a 7% discount if you use the code below. And you can kickstart your music career. It is the same distributor that I use for the Ritzy Kids. It's the same distributor that I use for my solo stuff. I wouldn't give you a bum steer if I wasn't already using it myself. So go check it out, distrokid.com. Click in the show notes. Get a discount. Release some bloody music, would you? Your mum will be stoked. All right, let's get into today's episode. Let's go, watch. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a star, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. Mm-hmm. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, mate. no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his gloves. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> what it's like during the pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I got you here for the podcast after your big night last uh, night. So I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's <laughs> good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you move? Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a great week. Uh, Mine has been interesting. Well, the weekend was pretty boring. And then Monday, I got called in for jury duty. And I've gotten off before. Uh, Pre pandemic, I think they called me into the Supreme Court in Sydney. And. It was going to be a three-month trial, so work stepped up and said, (laughs) you can't have him for that long, and wrote me a letter. But this time, Gosford Court called me in, and uh, yeah, I went and uh, attended, which was a first, hanging out there in the courtroom. But they did ask if anyone wanted to be excused, and I told them that I might have a bit of a conflict of interest being a journalist, and I had to walk up to the judge, middle of the courtroom, sort of pull it to the side and say hey I'm not sure that I'd be suitable if this case goes to sentencing I might have to report on it that sort of thing and she said off you go so I got out it's a c- completely different experience and it's uh it's wild watching the judicial system and you know seeing all these people and how they you know decide a jury and yeah and then the trial was going to start the next day so from monday going in, and then Tuesday they were going to kick this trial off. So anything I had planned was just going to (laughs) have to go out the window. I didn't know it was that full on, but uh, I got out. And here I am with you talking again. Episode number 51 of the Street Press Podcast. If it's your first time here, this is a podcast all about the music industry. We bring on uh, artists. We bring on photographers. We bring on people backstage. Anyone who is in the industry, who I believe would be a good chat. We bring them on the street press and we have a chat. This week, pumped about this one, we've got Carly Blakers from Teenage Jones. Now, I first heard this band a number of years ago and... I only realized sort of in this interview that I must have been listening to them from the from the get-go, from when they started their careers, because they only really started their career, I think the band started in 2018, and then they started releasing music in 2019, and I remember listening to their song, Something About Being Sixteen. And I was hooked from the get-go. They reminded me immediately of The Heartaches, which is uh, another two-piece band from Adelaide, and which, which I love, and I, I speak about them a lot on this podcast. But I, I noticed some similarities back then. And as it would be, yes, they've played together, these two bands. And uh, Ben David from The Heartaches has sort of, I suppose, helped Teenage Jones take off. But, geez, they've had a meteoric rise since they started in, you know, 2018. We are talking here in 2023. They've released a few EPs. There might be an album on the way. But they're playing or supporting the Foo Fighters <laughs> at the end of this year, which is just incredible to think. These uh, two girls start a band in Adelaide in a garage within five years, they're on stage with the Foo Fighters. Well, they're about to be. They haven't done it yet, but the tour is at the back end of this year. And Carly's really lovely. We speak about going to Bunnings to get supplies for upcoming music videos. We talk about how the band started, how they won Triple J Unearthed High, and how that sort of – I know that Ben helped record their songs early on, as I said before, but Triple J Unearthed High was the competition that they won in 2020. And that sort of gave him that first initial boost. Unfortunately, 2020 is the year the pandemic began. So a lot of the uh, spoils that you get from winning a competition like that, they weren't allowed to receive because there was no gigs. So we talk about that as well. And yeah, we have a discussion about potentially an album at the end of this year. Let's bring her on. Carly Blakers from Teenage Jones, my interview with her. Hello, how you going? Hey, I'm good. How are you?
1: Yeah, good,
0: thing. You. you in Adelaide or South Australia down there yet? Yeah, I'm yeah,
1: um, in Adelaide, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a bit chilly, yeah. It's a nice day today though, actually. It's a bit sunny, which is good.
0: I'm all rugged yeah. up. I'm just north of Sydney.
1: Oh, true.
0: But yeah, it's pretty cold today. It's, I think, top of 15 degrees. I don't know how often you get in those sorts of days, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, we're getting like... 13 degree days pretty much every day now. Sometimes it drops to like nine degrees at the coldest.
0: Well, I shouldn't complain then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get the
0: scarf out. Yeah, it's just uh yeah, that's right. Exactly. I've got the beanie on. All right. So what have you been doing today?
1: Um, just been shopping actually. We I just went to Bunnings, which is pretty fun. I don't go to Bunnings very often, so
0: And what do you yeah. get when you go for a shop at Bunnings?
1: Well, today I've been getting some paint stuff for actually Teenage Jones-related content. We're getting ready to record some music videos, so need to paint some
0: stuff. Really cool. It sounds DIY.
1: Yeah, a lot. Pretty much everything we do is DIY. Like we're building um, sets ourselves and we create our costumes ourselves. We paint everything, create all the props. Yeah, it's all DIY here.
0: That's cool. Um, I think it's the sixteen video where you use the throw and uh, you throw and paint at each other and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there is there more more of that to come? And is this for the video for your latest single?
1: It's gonna be like I don't want to say too much, but it's gonna be for okay. a few different songs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for our latest song, Super Glue. But yeah, we're kind of just making a little, a little, maybe a little series of videos.
0: Okay who uh, who records these videos with you? Like,, uh, have you got a little team together?
1: At the moment, we kind of, yeah, we don't we don't have a team that we keep going back to. We sort of experiment around, but, yeah, for now we've got um the same videographer that did our last music video terrible. His name's Riley Scott. He's shooting this one. um and we've got Jamie Alkiali on directing for this one, which is cool. They're a friend of ours, so, Yeah, it's cool to just experiment with some new people this time.
0: The latest single, I know you've done some work with Ben David before. Yes. Did he have a touch on this as well?
1: No, not on this one. We did our first few singles with him. We did, by the way, in three with Clover with him. Um, Yeah, he's been a really good friend to us and a really amazing, like, inspiration, I guess. Like, he he helped us become a two-piece as he's in the heartaches. He knows all about the two-piece world so he really encouraged us at the start and gave us a really cool leg up which is great he's a legend
0: i hear a lot of uh, both your bands in each other's bands you know what i mean like uh, oh true yeah like you guys are a really perfect fit i can picture that being on a bill and i'm sure you guys have played plenty of times i really rate um ben david as a singer and a songwriter and Mm. uh the whole two-piece thing yeah. I was going to bring this up a little later, but you brought it up early. How do you do it? How Like for, for someone who doesn't know much about music that might be listening, um, how do you get such a big sound when you're on stage as a two-piece?
1: Um, To be honest, it's like all in the pedals, I guess, but I don't actually run a lot of pedals. I think a lot of it's just like we still stick to like real amps. We're not a... a what are they called? Like a DI uh, yeah. pedal, plug-in band? Yet we're not, we're not on that train. We don't mm-hmm. do tracks. Um, It's all live. Everything you hear is live. And guess we just turn the volume up and smack the shit out of our instruments, you know.
0: <laughs> I haven't been able to catch you guys in in uh, in concert just yet, but I've seen the Heartaches a few times, and I know that they've got a third member now. But back in the day when I watched them as a two-piece, they would they would sound like there was a full band on stage um I'm guessing he did that with yeah. amps or whatnot um have it has an extra amp either side but uh take me back to you know I think the thing that's cool about you guys is you've only been around since 2019 it's not that long and and your rise has been uh, quite quick tell me about how you guys met and um in those early days
1: yeah um we we met through there's a sort of music community center I guess in Adelaide called Northern Sound System and they run a lot of workshops and just like create a really cool space for young people playing music and Talia was doing some cool girls to the front workshops there just like rock and roll chick stuff which was cool and then I was doing I did um work experience there when I was in school and yeah we just met through that pretty much like we both were going there and we both got recommended to, like, jam sometime. Funny because the Heartaches, actually, I put out a song under my name and then the Heartaches asked me to play with them. And I was like, cool, let's put together a band. And I found Talia through, yeah, Northern Sound System. And I couldn't find anyone else. She was the only person I could find in time. It was a bit late notice. So, yeah, and we just stuck with the two people. Uh, like, playing with the Heartaches for our first show was, like, a good indication of like oh the two-piece thing can work like yeah
0: let's do it that's a great first gig
1: yeah it was awesome they were super lovely um just very accommodating and like kind and made us feel very welcome i think um bugs and a band called face face were also on that show it's a really cool lineup
0: so from there you sort of got your songs on triple j on earth and then got some success there
1: yeah, putting stuff out and Triple J on Earth found us and liked us. And we didn't think we'd win. We didn't think we'd even get in the top five, let alone win. So that was pretty
0: surreal. And what comes from a comp like that? When you win, when you take out something like the Triple J on Earth high, you know, what happens after that?
1: Well, interesting you say that because we won the first year that COVID was a thing. So I feel like a lot of our reward got stripped away from us because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, you got ripped off a little
1: yeah we we persevered though it was cool um i mean triple j loves us and they love to play us which was a huge bonus obviously um they also put us in contact with tired lion which was cool we got to like they were our mentor so got to chat with them and you know they'd give us some advice which was really sick we're chatting with sophie from tideline she's really lovely and yeah i mean i, I think we're supposed to get some festival slots or something from that which we didn't end up getting because there are no festivals at the time but it came back around and we ended up playing the groove in the Moo run this wow. year as an actual like um touring slot which was awesome
0: one thing I noticed with you guys, and I see the posters all the time, you seem to be playing a lot of festivals. Yeah. That, that must be fun. Like, tell me your favourite parts about playing festivals. Like, would you prefer a festival over, say, a club show or or they're both completely different?
1: Oh, yeah, I think they're both different. Like, um, the Groove in the moon run was just incredible. Like, everyone knew our bigger songs and, like, even the smaller songs people knew the words to and, Like, we were playing in the tent and it just would fill up every time, which was sick, because we were playing at, like, midday. Like, I I wouldn't expect anyone to get there at midday and, like, heaps of people showed up, which was awesome. But um, I guess, like, the difference would be sometimes, like, a smaller festival, you're playing mostly to a lot of new people or, Mm. like, new fans, I guess, or people who haven't heard of you, which um, when you're playing a club show or whatever or in a like pub or bar, like, generally people bought tickets to see you. So it's definitely a different vibe, but we love it. I, like either way, we love playing to new people. We love playing to people who've already joined the club. Like anyone who can come see us, like it's a, an honour to play to them, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the key as well with um, festivals. It's like... There's a bunch of randoms out there. You've just got to turn mm. a few heads and um, and get yeah. them interested. Do you find after those shows that uh say you get more more listeners and more people are hitting you up? Uh, what's the merch tent like afterwards? You know, are people coming to buy your stuff after you play the festivals?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, we we definitely. I feel like festivals. It's definitely a bit harder to impress people, but once you do, you get that like extra badge of respect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, Groove in the Moon was pretty sick because like we were doing a signing tent, like at the signing tent after the sets and heaps of people would come up and be like, I've been waiting to see you guys forever. And then heaps of people would come up and be like, I've never seen you before. That was sick. Like it was really awesome to meet everyone and just chat and hang out and um, hear their stories and stuff. It's really inspiring.
0: Super Glue is the latest single like you were, uh, you were just talking about. You don't want to give too much away about this uh, music video, <laughs> but <it's>, uh, <laughs> what can you give away about the single itself?
1: Um, we, we actually, fun fact, we wrote this song around the same time that we wrote the EP, Tasted Me, but we wanted to save it for the album or whatever next thing that was coming because I think we liked it a bit better and we felt like it was a bit more of a step in the direction that we want to be going, I guess. I think it builds a nice bridge between our old stuff and what's going to come next for us. And, yeah, it's also our favourite song to play live. We love playing Superglue.
0: Oh, good, good. Um, You mentioned album. Yeah. Is there an album on the way? When's it on the way? Uh, What sort of songs have we got together for something like that? You know, am I I going too far already in saying there's something that's not going to be out?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a bigger release on the horizon. Um, I can't say too much yet, but we're looking near the end of the year for release and – got some new stuff coming really really soon which is exciting.
0: What do you get out of writing songs, you know? Like uh is it a release for you? Is it just all about, you know, just having fun? What, what's your favorite thing about writing a song?
1: Um yeah, I think it is a good release. I think I love to just connect with people through it. Like everyone has their own stories and um I think one song in particular that people love to sort of mention is something about being 16. We've heard a lot of people say it helps them get through their breakup or like um, you know, they just is helped them get through a rough time because obviously the nature of the lyrics is a bit like that. So um yeah, I think it just helps us connect with people and like at the end of the day, we're not writing music for a label or for TikTok or for, you know, anything. We're writing music for ourselves and if it resonates it resonates and it has been, which is really cool.
0: Even though you say you're not doing it for TikTok and all that, and I believe that, obviously, but uh, your 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 videos are so much fun. I just picture them doing really well on TikTok.
1: Yeah, true. We're actually, TikTok's so funny. We're trying to work around it, but all the videos we post of us just doesn't do well, but then we post a video of us eating Taco Bell and it gets like <laughs> 50,000 views. So
0: random. It's so weird trying to work out the algorithm of all of them. You've got Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, I mm. think Facebook feels like it's almost dead at the moment. Hard to move anything on there, but TikTok is the one. But it's just, um it's funny. Like you said, it's not the videos that you think will do well. It's always like yeah, something silly. It's
1: so random. It's a very interesting app, but oh, we'll wrap our heads around it, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> and you won't be doing any of those dancing ones or anything, will you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: nah, we did i remember we did a dancing one as a joke um like years ago and yeah it didn't do too well but then we did we did it of say so by doja cat which was like popping off at the time ah, and yeah. we did like a sort of heavier cover of it and it, like people loved it so i think they like what we've got to offer versus just the stupid like dances and stuff
0: that's um <laughs> that's good i'll have to go and check that the genre you like to you Give yourselves your own sort of genre. It's something to do with a juice box. Yeah,
1: <laughs> juice box, punk pop.
0: Is what How'd you come up with that?
1: Um, I think, I, I can't remember. I think we did like uh, some sort of like, uh, we, we often, me and Talia, we uh, mentor for sort of rock camps and like um, just like, programs that get younger kids into rock music and playing music which and bands and stuff which is really fun because we did those things when we were younger um so we love to sort of be there to hang out with the kids and they love having us around and stuff but I remember one time we had to design like a t-shirt and I think we just drew a juice box and then we were like this is sick because we're just drinking juice boxes all week and then I don't know it kind of just caught on and we were like Juicebox, punk pop. I don't really know how we came up with it, but it fits, I think we like to think of it as like sort of punk pop with like juice box lyrics like as in this sort of like upbeat like um playful sort of nature of the music. but yeah yeah,
0: I think it fits perfectly for you guys. I think it's a <laughs> it's a great created genre that you've made. Hey um Thank you. <laughs> later this year, one of the coolest gigs. That you could ever play, right? You guys are going to be playing with the Foo Fighters.
1: Yes. That's insane. I know. it's. I still haven't really processed it yet, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? That's, um, no. Is that in Perth? Is
1: it? Um, yeah, we're playing one show in Perth and then we're playing a, a show in Melbourne as well, which is like amazing that they asked
0: us to do one, let alone two. Yeah. It's so cool. Obviously, for Foo Fighters, uh, they lost Taylor, terrible, terrible situation. Um, mm. That tour stopped in Australia, didn't it? it obviously hasn't happened. Um, were you worried that you, m- you might not have been on it the next time it came around or was it always locked in?
1: Um, I mean, we, we weren't really thinking too much about that. We were like, look, it's amazing that they even asked us in the first place. Mm. Like, what an honour. But we've heard that they are really great with their supports and really friendly and um, super adamant about picking their own supports, um, which is really cool. So we were like, if they ever do come back, like it would be great, like an honour if they picked us again, like we weren't too stressed about that. But, yeah, it wasn't really in the forefront of our minds, I guess. Like I can't believe they've even bounced back so soon. Like it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is incredible that they're they're back and they're back with an album as well. So it's um <laughs> yeah it's pretty nuts. But I'm sure that on those nights you're going to look out. It could be it could be some of the biggest crowds you know you guys have played to.
1: Yeah, definitely, it'll be insane playing a, a venue of that size. Even if there's no one there, it's just like pretty massive venue to be playing for two little kids from Adelaide. But <laughs> it'll be awesome.
0: It's funny. It's like, um, like I can consider you guys very well established, you know, especially in the punk rock scene at the moment. Your name's right up there with with the rest of them at the moment. I'm sure if there was, you know, a friend of yours that didn't really know how your band was doing, if you said, "Oh yeah, we're playing with Foo Fighters at the end of this year," I suppose that's just like a staple, isn't it? Just sort of, yeah. Goes, that's how well we're doing. Yeah, it goes really well with like
1: the people that like. Yeah, don't like friends who don't really know how mm. well we're doing, and then also like adults. Like I yeah. feel like it's our good sort of breakthrough with adults as well, because they're always like, "Ah, oh, why are you doing that silly music thing? Like, why don't you go to <laughs> study or something?" And we're like, "We're playing with the Foo Fighters," and they're like, "Oh, yeah. never mind."
0: I always talk to people on this podcast about not giving up on your dreams kind of thing. I think it's a positive, positive thing. And that's the thing, right? You get a lot of voices from people telling you what you should do with your life and whatnot. And it's sometimes it can be hard to sort of just tell them, hey, shut up. I'm doing this thing and it's going to work. And uh, you are one of those success stories. So did you have a lot of people doubting you when you, when you first started?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I think there was a bit of like doubt surrounding, especially because we were both, when we started, we were, 15 and 16 and especially like two young women like bringing this pretty heavy crazy rock sound to the stage i think people didn't really bat an eye when they saw us step onto the stage like kind of like oh it's another one of these bands but i think we uh, like prove a lot of people wrong which is awesome Mm -hmm. we actually played um unify festival or unify off the record recently in Adelaide and we got a lot of hate for playing that like not a lot of people were happy about us headlining because we headlined in Adelaide um which is fine you know we're not everyone's cup of tea but there was a guy that came up after our set and he was like you know what I was one of the guys on Facebook who was hating but you've got you guys have changed my mind Ah, you turned him (laughs) if we got anything out of that (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's cool and you were talking about women doing the crazy rock thing there's never been a better time has there there are so many women doing the crazy rock thing as you say um and and doing extremely well at the moment dare I say better than the men
1: (laughs) yeah maybe who knows
0: (laughs) I'm friends with Emmy from Red Hook I used to work with her as we were both journos And she'd sit next to me and we'd always talk about our, you know, our rock dreams and whatnot. And to see her, you know, where she is at the moment, um,
1: it's
0: it's amazing to see. So new Teenage Jones, will it be an album? Well, we can't say, but there's something coming out at the end of this year. It's going to be wicked. Um, Can't wait for it. Uh, I'm sure all the fans fans can't as well. And I'm really keen to see that music video with all your Bunnings um, uh, supplies. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So definitely not sponsored, but we would we'd be happy if we got sponsored. Maybe this is our end with Bunnings.
0: Cost of living crisis is hitting hard. I I get it. I get it. Come on, yeah. Bunnings, j- jump on board. Help them out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much for jumping on the Street Press podcast.
1: No, that's all good. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, that was Carly from Teenage Jones. Thank you for coming on, Carly. If you haven't checked out Teenage Jones, go and do it now. Actually, after the podcast, go and do it. Check them out. They've got uh, plenty of great songs. And they are playing this Saturday down in the freezing cold at Ginderbine on the 15th of July, just south of New South Wales, if there's any listeners down there. Also, Fortitude Valley, August 15. They'll be playing up in Queensland. And then... They are hitting the stage twice with the Foo Fighters. That's going to be the back end of November in WA and December 6th in Melbourne. I think that tour or, you know, those two support slots are going to do big, big things for this band. All right, it's time for this. This is the part of the show we can write on in letters. As all those voices just screamed at you, you write it. I'll read it out. This is a comment on the ritzy kids youtube page it's from john nita he says hey sean you ought to get ugly phil to appear in one of your music videos and as punishment make him play the part of an old radical so (laughs) obviously my daytime gig is on the radio i am a newsreader and ugly phil who is the announcer he has this um i don't know what you call it a gag or whatever where uh he tries to, you know, give my band a plug, but he always says the wrong bloody name. And um, and the Young Radicals is the name that he calls the ritzy kids. So, um, thank you, John, for writing in. Yes, he is very forgetful, and uh, it would be good punishment, I think, <laughs> to get him back. Oh, I'm actually going to send this to him. I'm going to send this message to him and see what he has to reply. Uh, and hopefully get a reply back to you. Don't forget, if you've got a letter, write into the streetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters. Also, the link is in the show notes. Also, for my band, the Ritzy Kids, obviously, we dropped our EP just uh, under two weeks ago. Got some gig news already. We have booked in a gig at the Lincoln Pin. It's going to be on Friday, September the 22nd. Um, it's going to be a great show. We've got Lion Island coming with us. It's our EP launch party. It's going to be there in woy across from the train station. If you want to come along, it's going to be a spectacular night. We're going to have the EP there. We're going to have shirts. We're going to have all of that. But most of all, we're going to have you guys, hopefully, uh, screaming in our faces. I think I've said a few times on this podcast before, Jared, our bass player, loves the place. He lives there. It's an institution for him. Uh, It's almost like, a church for Jared Matthews. Um, so come along. It's going to be a sick night. Uh, we've got the event page on Facebook. You should be able to find it, Ritsy Kids at Lincoln Pin or Jared's Church, whichever you want to uh, call it. be great to have you there, but it's a few months away anyway, so uh, I'll probably talk about it on and off over the next few weeks. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Next week, someone else on from the music industry. Until then, ta-da.